Welcome to Let's Clear the Air, a podcast sponsored by the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center, dedicated to educating listeners about allergies, asthma, and immunology. Hello, welcome again for another episode of Let's Clear the Air. Today I am with Dr. Jane Conley. So excited to have you here today. Um, I have lots of questions, but first I kind of want to get to where um, you started with allergy. Who are you? What is your background? Um, I grew up in Jefferson City and went to the University of Tennessee for college. Um, I went to St. Louis University for med school and then trained in pediatrics in Norfolk, Virginia. And then my allergy training was in Chicago at Northwestern. And so you started in 2015 with Allergy Asthma Sinus Center. That's wonderful. And I know you kind of go to some of our other offices. You're at Harriman. You you go to North Shore. Um, You're in Morristown sometimes. You're kind of all over. (laughs) Well, we're so happy to have you. Um, I know there's a lot of questions and you see a lot of patients and and we get listeners all the time asking about different topics. And today I kind of want to cover bees and talk about about venom immunotherapy. I know allergy shots is, is what we do, but there's also another layer. There's bees involved. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Bees are very important this time of year. Yes. So tell me a little bit about um, what you would do if a patient came in saying they're allergic to a wasp or they think they're allergic. So where do you kind of start that treatment? So the most important thing is to take a good history to find out where they were stung and if they saw what bee it was. Um, Did they have a reaction? Find out exactly what happened. Did they hive? Did they swell? Did they feel like their throat was closing? Trouble breathing? That types of thing. How quickly did it happen after they were stung? Um, How many stings? Those are the types of things we are looking for. Okay, so whenever it comes down to it, how can you di- differentiate which bee it could be? Is that just what the patient will tell you? Yes, that's not really the most important part of the workup, but we do like to know if the patient saw it, and some people are more familiar with bees than others, and a lot of times they don't see it, but we really are going to go by our testing to decide ultimately what bees would go into the shots if they do end up on allergy shots. Okay, so when these patients come in and, and they, they may tell you, oh, I took a Benadryl, I'm fine, where, where do you go from there? Well, the most important thing is to differentiate between local reactions and systemic reactions. A local reaction is next to and spreading out from where they were stung. Even if it's very large, that's still considered a local reaction. But a systemic reaction happens when the patient has other things involved. So they're either having shortness of breath, they might be feeling dizzy or woozy, their throat might feel tight, or if they are swelling or hiving distant from wherever they were stung. So let's say they get stung on the leg and their face is swelling, that is not a local anymore. That's considered a systemic reaction. And that's when it gets dangerous. Exactly. Okay, so what? give me a scenario of somebody that um, 
if they have been stung and, and they do decide to not choose to go into an allergy office, where, where would that take them? Well, if, if they have large locals, um, they can take Benadryl, put cortisone cream on there, and as long as it's only affecting that area, that's appropriate. There may be times when we would choose to test and treat even a large local. Let's say the patient um, works for a pest control company and has a lot of risk of being stung. Maybe they're a hiker, maybe they're a hunter. They're out in the woods a lot. So if their risk was higher of being stung than other folks, then we might want to consider testing and treating them as well. Okay, what does that office appointment look like, them coming in, getting their skin test for what they could be allergic to? Uh, So the first visit, we usually take a history, and then if it's appropriate, we'll schedule them to have testing if they need it. Um, Sometimes if it's a particularly bad reaction, we might do blood work first just to see how those numbers come out. Uh, before we proceed to skin testing. Okay, and what all bees do you test for? We test for honeybees, wasps, the two hornets, so white-faced hornet and yellow-faced hornet, and then yellow jacket. Those are the five venoms that are commercially available to us here in the United States. Is it common for people to be allergic to more than one of those? Yeah, it's pretty common. Okay, interesting. I just... One of those thoughts, you know, come to my head about whenever kids are at recess and, and they've never been stung by a bee until they're at recess or they're, they're adolescent age and the mom comes in and, and they're scared about this horrible reaction that they might be having. So where would you take that patient? Would that be somebody that could be a good candidate for the Venom IT immunotherapy? Well, again, we, we're very careful about is it a local reaction? Did they did they just hive all over? Was it skin only mm. versus anything else involved like shortness of breath or throat closing? And a lot of times patients don't need testing, especially young kids, because young kids are at less risk of severe anaphylaxis than adults are. That is so good to know. So somebody that grows up and and you mentioned someone hiking or or maybe they're in their adult age and they're out a lot more so they're more at risk for becoming allergic to these bees. Well relative to children. Okay. There is still fairly low risk if you look at the general population less than 10 percent of people are allergic to bees with anaphylaxis. Okay, that's the key word. (laughs) Which is the dangerous situation. So even so, it's relatively lower risk, but it is really important for those folks who do need to come in to realize that they are at risk and that they may have a worse reaction with their next sting. So it's really important not to just take a Benadryl and go on. If you have had any type of throat tightness, people will describe it as, I felt like there was a hairball in my throat, I couldn't swallow, Um, vocal changes, if your voice changes, if you get hoarse, um, shortness of breath, any of those things, it is important to come in and get checked out. 
there's a lot of symptoms with that, it seems like. Yes, absolutely. And what does the venom immunotherapy look like? So it takes about eight weeks to build up. And what we do is we start with a tiny little dose. And as we gradually increase the doses, your body learns to tolerate that venom so that if at some point in the future, after you've finished your buildup, you are stung in real life, you're not going to react as badly because your body has learned to tolerate that venom. Wow, okay, so you're kind of, it's, it's almost like our patients that are on allergy shots, they're, they're, they're building up. These patients are, are coming in and they're getting their shot like, like it, they would any injection, correct? Yes, they're building up a tolerance. It's, it's the exact same idea. The protocol is slightly different, but starting with a small amount, allowing the body to get used to that, gradually increasing the amount under controlled conditions. And the patient does, of course, need to wait here in the office for 20 to 30 minutes after their shot so that we can make sure that they don't have an allergic reaction because we are injecting them with bee venom. It is actual bee venom. Um, so it makes sense that they could have an allergic reaction, but the reason that doesn't happen most of the time is because of that slow control buildup. Well, and I think it's such a great time to talk about this topic in particular with it warming up and it's it's getting summer and, and a lot of people are outside and a lot of people are camping and doing some of those types of activities. Um, where do you think a patient, if they decide to go on and, and do the Venom IT, what does this commitment look like? How many days a week? What, what kind of um, time does this consist of? So when we first start out, you come a bit more frequently, a couple of times a week. But by the time you get to that eighth week, it begins to space out. So then we go to every two weeks, every three weeks, and then we go to once a month. And you're on that once a month for at least a year or so. Okay. And then after that point, depending upon how you're doing and the individual circumstances of your case, your doctor can decide to space out your shots a little further um, to every six or even every eight weeks. So you're putting in a lot of time and effort on the front end, but you're getting a lot of benefit and a lot of safety from that after you've done that work. So a person who's had anaphylaxis to a bee sting has about 70% chance of having anaphylaxis to their next bee sting if we don't treat them. But if we do treat them with allergy shots, bee immunotherapy, we can take that risk all the way down to about 3 to 5% of oh having goodness. anaphylaxis on a subsequent sting. So that's pretty good. We don't get to be that good in medicine very often. And that adds a lot of safety for folks who like to be or have to be outside yeah. for their jobs. And so the total amount of time that people do bee shots ranges somewhere between, let's say, three to five years up to long term. And the way we make that decision has to do with how bad their reaction was in the first place and what they do for a living or their hobbies. So let's say that I had someone 
who works for the pest control company and had a really serious reaction the first time he was stung and the ambulance had to come and that type of thing. That guy, I'm probably going to say, let's just keep you on allergy shots long term and space them out to every six to eight weeks in between so that he remains protected. Whereas if somebody had maybe a lesser reaction and as an indoor person really doesn't like to be outside, then maybe after treatment with five years it might be appropriate to stop and just let them have an EpiPen on hand. So you absolutely look at the lifestyle of each patient? Yes, and the severity of their case and the circumstances that brought them in there in the first place. Now will they carry EpiPens with them as well? Yes, yes. It's always wise to carry an EpiPen with you. And so we always, I think, the the thought process whenever you're thinking about going outside and, and being outside, you're always going to come in contact with some of these annoying <laughs> bees and pests and everything like that. So that's really comforting. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners feel comforted to know hey, I can come in. I can I can be seen for this. This is something that I can have a long-term solution. I mean, you just mentioned some of the statistics. I think that there is some great um, success stories that you've, you've seen out of this. Do you mind to share uh, one or, or two of those? Uh, sure. Um, you know, we have one fellow that I can think of who um, had his job requires him to be out um, surveying and so he's always tromping through brush and things like that and is, is obviously at significant danger who had a really serious reaction so um, these bee shots really allow him to do what what he likes to do and to live his normal life that's amazing. I think there's so much um, just comfort in knowing that that is an option for a lot of the patients. So um, again, thank you so much for being here today. I think you answered all the questions and uh, listeners, you can always submit your questions. If you have any other questions for Dr. Conley um, related to venom immunotherapy, thank you again for being here today. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Let's Clear the Air. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Clear the Air. Please consider following this podcast. And remember, if you want helpful and accurate information about allergies and asthma, our allergy experts are here to clear the air.